Happy Wednesday, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Everything Vibe. Hope your week has been going great so far. We have another interview for you in today's episode. This one is with Taylor Stapleton, the developer behind Laserbait. And Laserbait is a free arcade strategy style game, which is available on Steam. And I personally got hooked on it after giving it a try. So I would recommend it to anyone looking for another cool experience on the Vive. I think you will have a fantastic time with it. So without further ado, here is our interview with Taylor Stapleton. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Everything Vive. I am Zane here with Ronnie, and we have a special guest for you guys today. His name is Taylor Stapleton. Did I pronounce that correct, Taylor? Yeah, that's totally great. Awesome. Well, Taylor is the mastermind behind uh, my newest obsession, which is Laserbait. You can find it on Steam. And I mean, Taylor, I want to dive right into it, man. Give me the story behind this game. Give me, you know, what, what, tell me, tell me all about it. I'm so curious. <laughs> well, mastermind is a, uh, a generous term. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was growing up, I was uh, just always obsessed with real-time strategy games, um, especially StarCraft. I mean, I guess everyone loves StarCraft, but that game was just absolutely my favorite growing Same up as here. a kid. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, when, I hit a, when I hit being a teenager, I, I played my first what, what I'm starting to call node-based strategy game. And and I think that is the maybe the subgenre of strategy game that that Laserbait best fits into, and um, I, I think the original idea came from I think Galactic Conquest was was the first version of it way back in the 1980s, and I just loved this simplistic style of strategy game because you could take the most basic thing, just trying to capture each node on the map. And out of it explodes so many other great strategies that, that are much less subtle. And um, so I just always love this idea of a game. And then when I got involved in virtual reality for the first time and uh, ordered, ordered my Vive, I was like, oh, man, I have this excellent opportunity to get in on the ground floor of this thing and make something for a platform that I could have a lasting effect on. And that was just the coolest idea to me. And so I started work and it evolved into this crazy thing over time. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to mention, um, you mentioned uh, simplicity as being one of the one of the, the things that you like about node-based strategy games. And, and mm-hmm. one of the things that I thought most striking about Laserbait is the simplicity in the visuals, the simplicity and you know the the basic mechanics of the game, but then also pair that with kind of the I don't know the the wonder that you get from actually experiencing all of that in virtual reality. It, it was stunning. <laughs> I remember the first time playing Laserbait, uh, you know, being out in the environment in space, and then actually being able to zoom in on on each node on each planet. And see the little spaceships, even though they're you know simple geometric shapes, everything mm-hmm. looks so so active and alive, and and very you know there's so much movement going on, and so <laughs> I, yeah one I just wanted to you know commend you for taking something that you know <laughs> that that is is so uh, yeah like I said it, it's it's astonishing I think just the way the way everything looks. When you're when you're in VR there, and in applying that in such a 
such a like a precise way. I, one of the things that I mentioned with Zane before bringing you onto the show was just how well well designed I thought everything was in Laserbait. Everything seemed very intentional and very deliberate, very smooth, very it, just everything kind of clicks. And so that wow, that what? was something that that I thought. And so I, I don't know if I mean, it, so you obviously liked those types of games. Um, mm -hmm. but what made you think when you, when you got your Vive, uh, what made you, well, like what inspired you besides just one particular game to bring this type of, of an experience to VR? Actually, uh, well, first of all, thank you for all the kind comments. Um, but to, to answer your question, uh, there were a bunch of different game ideas that I wanted to try. And this one actually seemed uh, dare I say, the most attainable. Um, <laughs> being uh, just a, a game developer in my spare time after work and on weekends and things, um, you know, I, I wanted something that I could potentially have somewhat of an early victory on. And also, uh, if I'm being honest, I, I have very little graphical design skills and I have very little 3D modeling skills. Um, and those aren't my strong points. And programming is my strong point. And so I really wanted to make something that could showcase um, programming as being almost almost a design medium. Um, yeah, because no, I knew I, I wasn't going to be able to make a bunch of fancy textures and a bunch of fancy models and lots of cool 3D effects and stuff. But uh, what I knew I could do is provide something programming-wise that maybe few other people could do. Yeah, no, and I think that really that's been really fun. That really does come through because, like I said, I mean one of the one of the things that I I was attracted to as soon as I I started playing was just I, I don't know if it's procedural or the way all of the small ships around the planets actually move and kind of spawn around the planets. Mm. Yeah, that is it's a it's a little bit of it took some magic actually. I'm sure there there are awesome ways that people can do this utilizing the, the power of the, the game engine that they're working with, but not knowing much about, about game engine stuff, it was fun to tackle each one of these little individual challenges like, okay, how can I make a ship's orbit look as realistic as possible? Uh, how can I make them kind of go in a little bit of a random direction? And, and then, of course, how can I calculate this for a thousand ships at 90 frames per second <laughs> not melt everyone's computers which so far i i don't know if i've accomplished that I think, <laughs> well my I think computer some computers are melting yet, so <laughs> i think we're, we're okay on this end so far uh just just curious though <laughs> how good. uh from from inception to finished product or release date how, how long did it take mm. you to develop laser bait um, I had uh, some some interesting time challenges along the way, but as far as I can tally, I think I put maybe 300 hours of work into it. Um, I started working on it, I think, in March, maybe. Uh, this is before before I even got a, a Vive shipped to me, of course. Um, but I, I was able to lay some of the groundwork back then, not having a headset. Um, was, was it easy to uh, to translate again? I was just curious as far as mm. uh, developing for VR versus just you know just a, like a, a normal PC game. I mean, what's it like <laughs> trying to trying to figure? Because like, I I know obviously there's um, you know all of all of the the 
all of the programming that would be involved with actually, you know, figuring out how the ships move and how things connect and all of that sort of thing. But then there's the mm. additional challenge of having to, uh, you know, consider what a person is going to feel like when they're in the environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and and in your game, I mean, most of it is the, is pl- is the player moving around and manipulating objects themselves. So there's not like a lot of yeah. you know head bobbing or anything like that that you have to worry about. But just curious how how mm-hmm. challenging that was once you got your your HTC Vive. Yeah, well, uh, so uh, one interesting thing is is that I I've actually never really worked on making a game before. I kind of messed around with it when I was in college for computer science, but it's not something I, I've uh, put a lot of time into before. And so I was kind of starting with just a totally fresh perspective uh, on game development. And, you know, so I, I maybe only put in a, a month on the project before I actually plugged in the headset for the first time. And um, it, it wasn't too hard to, to translate from my development controls of WASD and mouse <laughs> To, to being over to the headset, the tools, the tools that um, that the Steam VR plugins provide you are, are pretty smooth. Hmm. Um, but as far as as translating, uh, it, it, I should say, in my in my day job, I'm a, a software engineer, and and so I do work on on a lot of software, nothing to do with games, and it is really interesting to see the unique set of challenges that the game environment provides and and one thing that i could definitely learn from this experience is that you shouldn't try and write everything from the ground up because so much of that is already built into game engines and if you can kind of be in the game engine environment from day one Mm -hmm. i think that would make the development process a lot easier so that's one thing i've learned just i i guess out of curiosity when you set out like to create it I think Ronnie may have touched on it earlier. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. was there was there a bigger goal in mind for Laserbait, or you know, is the product that we're seeing now kind of mission accomplished and you're on to bigger and better things? I'm just curious what the long term process, or sorry, long term outlook or big picture outlook for Laserbait is in your mind. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when I when I started making the game, I I didn't have a whole lot of huge visions. It started out as just kind of a hobby in in my spare time. Um, but then after, after sharing a few things with the community on Reddit here and there, um, I, I kind of realized that, oh, there's other people out there that, that would love to spend some time playing a game like this. And, you know, it became more, more of a passion than a hobby at that point. Um, but I, uh, you know, I've had a lot of people ask for, uh, can we, can we possibly have some kind of mode where there's a bunch more strategy in the game and I can build buildings on planets and I can have different kinds of ships and I can do all these other things. And it's, it's something that I was never interested in myself because I love just the simplistic strategy and I love how um, complex it can be just with these simple interactions. Mm -hmm. Um, But, but what I, what I really want to do with the game Next, I have two things I need to accomplish in the near future. And one of those is that uh, I've started working on the, the port for Oculus. Might, that might not be a, a popular <laughs> opinion on the Vive podcast. Um, no, no, but, we're, we're, you know, we're I, friendly I, to I all I love VR. the opportunity to... 
That's good. I would love the opportunity to uh, double my market share and then hit a whole nother swath of of people where, I mean, also on this marketplace, there there's a big hole where strategy games should be. And so it'd be fun to, to put a little bit there too. Um, and then the second thing that, that I would love to accomplish in the next month or two is to get all the code cleaned up, have it be uh, completely platform agnostic such that, um, you know, you, you could attach any kind of HMD environment to it and, you know, and with minimal amount of development work could be taken to other platforms. And, and then I would love to just open source the whole code base such that, uh, you know, if other people want to come along and make their own version of laser bait or their own version of a node based strategy game or, you know, or even a more complex strategy game. Uh, so all these people who are out there who are really passionate about <laughs> having more features and having a fully featured strategy game, maybe this could provide somewhat of a base for them and they wouldn't have to replicate a lot of the work that, that I had put into it so far. Um, yeah, It'd be really cool to see someone, uh, you know, take take pieces of the code and be able to accelerate their own development process or something. Yeah, going along those same lines of 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 making it open source. Uh, what was your decision like when you decided to release the game for free on Steam? Well, so releasing the game for free <clears throat> is is an interesting story. Uh, the first piece is that I I have. Sp- maybe somewhat of uh, imposter syndrome, uh, I could call it, which is like, okay, I've never made a game before. Uh, it's not that good. There's probably going to be some bugs in it. It's really simplistic. I almost feel bad charging people <laughs> at all for the game. Um, <laughs> and then uh, the, the second piece was that uh, because I'm, I'm a software engineer by day, um, releasing software into the public that I've made in my spare time is a bit of a complex mm. thing. And so... To make it uh, the least complex as possible, one of the things that that I worked out with my employer is that uh, you know what uh, I don't I don't really care to make too much money on this. I, I probably wouldn't make that much anyways. Um, so what if I you know if I release it for free? Can we kind of remove any kind of conflict of interest that might be there? And they were really into that, and I was into that, and so it made that process all easier. And I, you know, I'm glad that it's gone this way because it gives the game its full ability to reach as many people as possible, and it could be a, a cool resume item on top of that someday. Um, yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, I, I'm one of the people that it reached just for the sense of being free. Um, you know, in the <laughs> podcast, I re- regularly talk about how I'm just a Steam uh, addict at this point. I, every time I see something for, uh-huh. you know, any, any kind of experience or game for free, I just want to try it out because I'm so curious as to what different experiences there are out there. Uh, and so, yeah, like I said, laser Every bait, single different thing. Yeah. Every, Sorry, every, every different little thing just provides such a new experience. Exactly. No, yeah, exactly what yeah. you said. Yeah, so I mean, and LaserBait was one of those for me where it, it, it was just... I, I downloaded it, and it's funny. I was I, we kind of talked about this on a, on our game talk episode a couple uh, a previous episode where uh, mm-hmm. I, I had downloaded paid for a game, another game similar. I think it was like a strategy type game as well. While waiting for that to download, I had laser bait started it. Never even looked at the other game just because I had spent way too much time. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't get away from it. I could just kept upping the levels, upping the difficulty, upping the number of enemies, <laughs> and uh, you know it's it's 
what like what Ronnie was saying earlier, I think there's something to be said about the simplicity behind it. I think, you know, it's it's something that draws you in. The strategy involved uh, when you increase the difficulty, when you increase the gameplay area, increase the amount of enemies, you know, it's not that the strategy gets like exponentially greater, but it's more so you just have to to spend a little bit more mind space. Like the learning curve, I think is a better way to put it. The learning curve doesn't increase greatly. It's more so you get so much more out of the game while still being able to approach it with the same type of strategies. And I think mm. that actually makes it more fun and more enjoyable. Yeah, it is. It's cool to be able to um, to have people come over and demo the game who aren't really even gamers or maybe haven't played games that much in their life and and they kind of pick it up there's so many awesome virtual reality experiences that give that which is something we just never had before yeah no <laughs> i agree. and people who aren't even familiar with strategy they'll, they'll pick it right up yeah no it, it's very intuitive i mean at first when you see it you you know you you're not exactly sure oh this looks complicated but i i thought yeah the way <laughs> the way you added in the tutorials to kind of show you what each of the controllers, uh, the main control, the primary and the secondary mm. controllers, how they functioned, and then being able to go into the game and just trying yourself, I thought it was, I thought it was well done. It was it was easy to understand, and then it was such a happy accident. Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> but then and then and then the other the other thing is like I mean I, I find it really fascinating that um, the look of the game. Uh, became what it is because you weren't, you know, you weren't sure what you were going to do about the art assets. Because one of the first things I noticed right away when I got into the game was just how, 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 how beautiful everything looked in, in virtual <laughs> reality. And, and I think, I mean, it's one of those things I, I think if it's just on a, on a monitor and, and you, and you see something that's simple like that, you don't appreciate kind of all of the movements of the ships and the, and, and what, you know, the, the arrangements of the planets are like. Um, but in virtual reality, I think different things tend to, I for one think that having more simple and, and smooth, nicely aliased images can be a lot more appealing in virtual reality than, than some of the more traditional games. So that's, yeah, they, they kind of ended up with a, almost a nice physical property. It's like, you, I really feel like when I, when I see the, the ships in virtual reality it, it's as if they're they're really in front of me and um if if i had maybe tried to make the experience look very realistic i i can imagine that'd be really hard to succeed at that task and so mm -hmm. yeah like you said it might kind of end up in a kind of a halfway state where it's not satisfying and yeah everything's nice and sharp and i think that gives it that it really pops out the three dimensionality of what you're looking at. Yeah, to even piggyback on Ronnie's on Ronnie's comments, uh, when I showed him the game, uh, I was trying to teach him the controls and was telling him to basically scale everything down because I was watching on a separate monitor and I was telling mm. him to scale everything down so it'd be easier to see, easier to manage. And his response <laughs> to me was, "No, I kind of like this planet being in my face and just like just being all up in there." I think that's <laughs> that's the novelty of what virtual reality can provide. Yeah, it's funny. Some people do really well when it's scaled large, and some people can't even handle it. They have to see the whole thing all at one time to be able to understand what's going on. <laughs> I think I think I'm one of those people. I'd like to think it's the uh, the military strategist in me that needs to see the entire board. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Uh, well, I'd love to be able to uh, to ask a couple questions, a couple more questions, if you don't mind, and maybe pivot away from laser bait and just talk VR in general. Uh, yeah, you and bet. So, I, I just out of curiosity, and now that we're talking about you know all the different VR experiences out there, uh, have or, sorry, have you come across anything that has totally blown you away, or maybe inspired you, or just some? You know, I'm just curious from a developer's perspective. Ronnie and I. I can't mm. even say that I'm a developer. I think Ronnie's maybe dabbled here and there, but I'm just curious from the perspective of a, de of a developer, what have you seen that has come out either for the Vive or just VR in general that has really blown you away and made you, you know, a believer in, in this technology and where it's headed? Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm, I'm maybe not the best person to ask this question to because I've just spent so much time working on my own thing. Only only in the last couple of weeks have I, have I finally started... Um, Emptying my Steam wallet uh, onto the store <laughs> and fair. getting as many experiences as I, as I can, and a couple of things stand out. The first one was um, that I, I used to play a lot of Elite Dangerous. Are you familiar with this game? Mm -hmm. Yes. So uh, basically, you can fly around in space and in your spaceship and do whatever you want. And they have some really cool graphics and some really cool things to visit. And I. Uh, Played this game for a long time last year, um, and then recently, for the first time, I I booted it up in in VR, and I got my joystick and my throttle put it in the right position, and I propped my feet up in the right position such <laughs> that I was just in the same place as as the pilot, and it just took my breath away. That was so magical. I couldn't believe what it was like to to fly around these gigantic space stations and and see things from that perspective. And so that that totally blew my mind. I uh, can't go back to a two-dimensional screen after that. No. <laughs> yeah, I can't agree with you more. It's it's very hard. I, I don't know how I'll be able to do the same. Yeah. And then the other one that I've just had a ton of fun with lately was Soundstage. Soundstage was just so cool. Awesome. I can't believe... Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I, they... So, uh, the entire goal of the game is is to give you uh, like a big sound mixing area where you can take all these different instruments and different uh, electronical devices like oscillators and and things like that. And you can hook them all up with virtual cables and then tie them together and, and make actual music and actual soundtracks. And I, I've just lost so many hours to that recently. <laughs> no, same here. I mean, I'm a musician and producer myself, so it... It totally blew me away. Ronnie was the one who kind of put me onto it after I got my vibe, and I was like, mm -hmm. "Wow, this is." I mean, nothing's gonna come obviously come close to uh, what you can do in actuality. But in vir in the virtual space, just having all that around you, being able to to customize the space to whatever you want, and all the features that they've yeah. added in there. Um, yeah. I actually had the the uh, privilege of speaking with Logan Olson um, earlier for the uh, for a podcast interview as well. So. Uh, I mean, that guy, he's just... He, it, oh, that's really cool. Funny story. He uh, Well, he admitted that he really has no music background. That to him, this is more so just creating it and getting the feedback from friends and colleagues. And, you know, he was more so just on the development side wow. of it. And I thought that was, I thought that was really shocking. impressive, actually. Yeah, same here. I, because I everything comes it. off as being so musically intuitive in the game. Exactly, yeah. You, I mean, you'd think that it had to be created by someone who spent many hours behind, you know... A, digital audio workstation or something, but yeah, he's a, he's a software guy <laughs> like yeah, you. So, so. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, well, cool. That's I'm so great. Glad, glad to see there's a, it's a small world out there. And I mean, same things. Yeah. 
it's 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 really cool. So. It's really amazing to see the you know all of this unique talent that's coming out of people working on stuff in VR. Like, uh, there's so many stories of that where people are are inspired by the new medium and they come up with stuff that's just so just so interesting and exciting and very innovative too. I mean, stuff that is very outside of the box. So. Yeah, actually, I, I, if if there's software engineers listening, you should just boot up Unity and put a few lines of code into a script and move a square around the map or something. And the first time you put the headset on and you just see something that you created moving around you uh, will sell you that you need to now spend all of your free time making a game. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, you answered the question before I could ask it. I was going to ask if you had any tips for uh, developers starting out or people who wanted to get their feet wet. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, like Taylor well, I can said. Give a, a real tip. <laughs> <laughs> well, go, go ahead. I, I would, um, if, if, you're, if you're not a game developer like me and you're just uh, being introduced to this for the first time, um, I would just say take your time and learn about the game engine and all the things it offers you because it's going to turn out that three months into your development cycle, you find out that there is a checkbox that you can check that will replicate the work that you've been doing for the last two weeks and that will be really frustrating. So, start from the beginning by reading the manual. (laughs) Fair enough, fair enough. That's a good point. Uh, Okay, I got one more for you. This is a little bit more out there, uh, but it's it's the hypothetical question I like to ask of uh, of VR developers because you guys, I think, have a very unique perspective on on the landscape. At least, you know, compared to your just enthusiasts and consumers like myself. Uh, And so that is, uh, what is one wish that you have for the future of VR platforms and the, uh, I guess the specific example would be, you know, if you were the CEO or the head of HTC or Oculus, where would you want, you know, the company to focus its time, energy, resources, et cetera? Oh man, that's hard. Um, I have, I have my, my pie in the sky answer. And then I have a realistic answer. I'd love to hear both. (laughs) My, my first, my first answer would be that I would love for them to find a way to make their platforms more cross compatible with each other. I know that could never happen, <clears throat> but it's it's so awesome to see all the things that Oculus is doing, and it's so awesome to see all the things that Vive is doing, and HTC and Valve, and they're just heading in two opposite directions, and it is mm-hmm. going to make it such a pain for developers to be able to quickly cross platform their stuff. Um, which I know is is probably their goal, but that's really sad. Um, but then uh, I think I think the realistic thing that I would love to do is to just take all the toolkits that are provided to developers and make them about twice as documented and about twice as user friendly, um, because some of that stuff is is really hard to read if if. You know, maybe you're not hardcore into software development and stuff like that. And even even I, as a as a software engineer, uh, struggle a lot of times to figure out what the Steam VR assets were were trying to say or do. And a lot of times they they kind of didn't get that point across very well. So, um, yeah, those are my answers. Oh, those are good ones. I mean, yeah, you you definitely want to see. Uh, more cooperation rather than competition. I mean, competition is good, but 
you know, and mm-hmm. right now with how open everything is and how young and, you know, it just you want you want virtual reality to develop well uh, rather than just have, you know, it be stunted in its growth when you have such great companies kind of backing this. So, yeah, definitely. All right. Well, but, uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. It's a big wish. Sorry. Well, you know what? Dream big, right? So, yeah. <laughs> Oculus, HTC, if you guys are listening to this, hopefully you are. Then uh, <laughs> take some notes from Mr. Uh, Mr. Taylor Stapleton over here. He's got a big wish that he wants you to fulfill. <laughs> well, Taylor, I want to be respectful of your time and thank you so much for coming on. Uh, is there a way that people can connect with you, whether online or through social interwebs? Um, just, just curious if th- this is the, uh, yeah, the shameless yeah. promotion time. So feel free to uh, say whatever you'd like. Absolutely. If you have if you have anything to discuss, um, I'm very active on Reddit. Uh, you can check me out on the on the Laserbait subreddit uh, slash r slash Laserbait. And any any posts there, I will definitely respond to. So, yep. Awesome. Well, you guys heard it from Taylor. We will have a. Uh, we will have the link to the game in the show notes. So make sure you guys check it out. Uh, like we said earlier, it's a free experience. One of the coolest things I came across and uh, I still can't put it down. Got a bunch of games in my queue and I'm still playing. Uh, I'm still playing laser bait. Cause I, I, I want to, ch- I want to beat it on the cheating difficulty. <laughs> oh man, That's, that's my goal at some point to just be competitive enough uh, in the, the cheating <laughs> difficulty. Um, but yeah, again, Taylor, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. And, uh, best of luck, man. We, uh, we hope to see some, some more cool things coming from your direction very soon. Yeah. Well, thanks so much. I, I really appreciate the great conversation. You guys are doing a great thing. Absolutely. Well, we appreciate that too. So, all right. Thanks guys. We will talk to you again very, very soon.